So we're going to go live now. Test, test. Test. Cool. Uh, hey, Missy Mesa, it's Kevin here with... Brittany Johnson. And we will not be leading a worship set together today, <laughs> <laughs> which is for your benefit, but did want to spend a few minutes. Brittany had some thoughts, and I thought they were really good ones, and so I wanted you to share them with everyone. Sound awesome. Cool. Yep. Uh, today, I mean, we're one day into our new normal, Yep. Uh, and stuff's changing a lot, but... Do you just let everybody know, because there's some people that don't fully know your whole life, um, what do you normally do on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. and then what's the new normal looking like for you? Yeah, so day-to-day, I have two children, two munchkins, uh, preschool and second grade, so they're home, Um, no school, that's changed, doing the homeschool version of things. Uh, Thankfully, your husband's a teacher. Yep, husband's a teacher, so he's in charge, and I will play supportive role. Um, But I'm not usually home with them. Anyway, I'm day-to-day, I'm a therapist, a counselor, um, practicing individuals, couples, families, groups, all that good stuff, so working a lot with trauma and addiction primarily yeah so great yep so which makes you uniquely qualified for what we're going to talk about now Uh, because uh, I think one of the things that even I was talking to Chris pastor over at uh, Missio Tempe today and talking about how it's a unique world where you can have an hour-long conversation and everything that you were previously basing your world on has shifted Um, not everything gospel still true Jesus is still king but the way you're supposed to engage with other human beings shifts within an hour, right? There's one uh, news conference, and you go from, hey, you can gather groups of 50 to no more than groups of 10, which now shifts your plans for that evening. Like, mm-hmm. it happens so quickly. Yep. And even the amount of uh, information, infographics, mm-hmm. newscasting, uh, Twitter feeds, Instagram, uh, has moved from even being cute, cuddly, cats pointing at people to, hey – your world could end tomorrow or it's going to end in two weeks or look what's happening in Italy. Just, it's very overwhelming Yeah. in a world that's already been inundated with information. Mm-hmm. And so what we don't have just a short conversation about is how to navigate an overwhelming world when it's even amplified from what it normally is. Because mm-hmm. some of us right, feel like the world's overwhelming on just a day-to-day basis. Yep. Last um, week was overwhelming enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone mm-hmm. now that everything's shifting every given day and I don't know what to do. Um, so I just have two questions for you and one's going to be how do I what are some warning signs that I'm being overwhelmed and then two what are some practices for how do we live in a world that's not going to stop that right like so there has to be something inside of us that shifts Mm -hmm. for us to be able to daily walk in this but we believe there's a true story that the gospel has a real power but there's daily practices we live at so I just want to some of that practical part if that makes sense yep but um, maybe just first like what are some warning signs that somebody can be aware of Mm -hmm. that you're starting to be overwhelmed yep yeah there's there's two um responses that can go in either direction and they're good warning signs um all of us probably experience both of them at different times so one is where things get um so overwhelming or intense that we sort of like the the top of the lid pops off Mm -hmm. so um, you're quick to, um, you know, get irritated, um, by little things. So, you know, they're, 
the sink's not working and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this, right? Um, whereas normally you would maybe just figure it out. So like quickly you're irritated, um, you're short. Uh, so that all the kind of panic or, or even just anger, things like that start to boil up. Um, you, your language shifts. That's always something I notice in myself. I get more sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I'm um, quicker to judgment than compassion. Um, those are all signs for me personally, even um, like something's off, something's out of balance. I'm probably overwhelmed. Um, Another thing that happens on the flip side of things is you shut down. So instead of the lid like popping off and everything's coming out, everything kind of goes in and then turns off. So sometimes that looks like um, all of a sudden you're not you're not showing up to things you normally would. And that's a little bit odd right now because we're all being asked to be <laughs> not show up to anything. <laughs> Don't come. Um, but if you can fill in yourself like, oh, I'm going to bail on that. Um, I'm going to sleep in a little bit longer. I'm going to watch a little bit more Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. it, you just start shutting down more. Um, it can even go to the extreme, right, of where you're not taking care of yourself, like, practically or functional. Like, you're not, you're not brushing your teeth. You're not showering as much as you would. Um, and so that's relative for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so the either you're – it's it's – the top's blowing off or you're shutting down. Those are, those are definitely warning signs. That's really good. Uh, it's funny because Kaylee and I actually had this conversation this morning because she told me that she felt like my patience with her was really on a lower level, right? Mm-hmm. It was the same indicators of like the top blowing off mm-hmm. about like silly things. So this is, I'm going to take notes the whole time you're talking. Because awesome. It's literally, like literally we had this conversation because I mean, I think sometimes we're often easier to identify when people are on the opposite end of the spectrum as us because that seems... Yep off or we notice that but we make allowances when it's like i don't know i'm not tense about anything and it's like you just heard your voice right and i'm fine <laughs> i'm fine yep. this is how i always talk and then you're halfway through it and you're like no it's not yeah um, but i think even maybe more so than normal we're all going to be like having to face that version of ourselves mm-hmm. because there's going to be a, an increased pressure from what mm-hmm. our normal is which honestly is part of the practice of doing this well and in a grounded way and we can do that because of who god is what jesus has done so that's an option for us or those of us that you know live in the true story um is by doing it well is saying oh of course i'm irritated Mm -hmm. this is a lot like there there is a lot going on I'm not superhuman. Like, I'm not like, I'm fine. I won't be impacted by this. I can handle it. Like, those are our go-tos, you know? And already we're losing sight of the gospel, which is, Mm. no, I am impacted by small things, let alone something this big, like, large scale, you know, of course. Like that original lie for Adam and Eve where they thought they could be like God. Like, the only one who's not impacted in that way is God himself, right? And Mm. then that lie that, oh, you can be like God. You won't get impacted. You can always be in control. You can mm-hmm. always hold it together. You can always bear whatever is out there. And it's simply not true. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, I guess just me even moving forward. Like, so what do I need to start taking notes on um, as I listen? What are some of the practices that maybe help to expose that or help us yeah. to process it? Yeah. The So 
there's a lot of practices. So more power to you to Google or find your local therapist and ask those questions too, or your therapist friends, have them over for dinner. Um, and, uh, one I'm, I'm going to share two, um, that I think are helpful right now, given just the context and happen to be the ones that came to mind for me. Um, one is, uh, is a breathing exercise, um, which can come with all sorts of maybe <laughs> preconceived, like, oh, great breathing exercises. Or, um, but what's cool about it in, in light of the true story is um, you're choosing to be present. Um, and I don't think there's anything more present than paying attention to like our actual breath. Um, and the life that is there. So becoming overwhelmed, um, it's doing everything but staying present. Um, so breathing, um, this breathing exercise is really simple. Um, you can do it with your kids. You can do it in the car. <laughs> you can do it lying down, standing up. You know, I sound like Dr. Seuss now. So <laughs> you said that because I was like, all that's running through my head is green eggs and ham, and that's not appropriate, nor is it professional. So there I'm it glad is. that you said it. So. There it is. So you and Dr. Seuss yep. can do this too. We can do this anyway. Um, okay, so uh, the idea is that you're paying attention to your breathing in, and you're paying attention to your breathing out. So um, the easiest way is to pay attention to your breath through your nose, um, which maybe sometimes we don't even pay attention to how we're breathing um, and then breathing out through your mouth. Um, so that's kind of a just simplifies what your mind is trying to process. Um, so usually it's breathing in for three seconds and then you hold it for three seconds and then you breathe out again for three seconds. Um, Side note, this breathing technique is used like in the army and it's called box breathing and uh, super helpful um, becoming present and, and calming your whole nervous system down. So it's really simple, but pretty cool. Um, so what I think would be a good practice right now is breathing in um, the truths about who God is. Mm -hmm. So um, his nearness right now, um, his peace, um, comfort, safety, healing, um, truth, which is all over the place right now. So God being truth, um, breathing in his presence and then breathing out, um, some of those things that are maybe resonate or, or just sort of connect. So, um, anxiety, fear, worry, um, control, which goes very nicely with fear and worry, um, breathing out, um, resentment or bitterness. Uh, a lot of people are getting things taken away from them right now, yeah. right? Their own job, their routines, their connections, um, the way things were, um, that, that can create a lot of, um, valid anger, but when anger is not sat in or received, um, openly, it turns into resentment and bitterness really quickly. Um, uh, tiredness, maybe you're breathing out, um, scarcity, which I love this word because it, I think so describes that feeling like there's not enough and things are running out, which literally, right. 
my husband just got back from the grocery store, like aisles, they're just empty. (laughs) So it does feel like, oh my gosh, there's not enough. There's not enough for me. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough toilet paper, like whatever it is, right? It's all running out. So scarcity, um, breathing that out, um, confusion, I think is another, another thing that we're, um, overwhelmed by is just what is what, um, and all of it seems to like contradict itself. Um, apathy, it depends kind of on what side of the coin or maybe even just what day it is. Maybe one day you're really angry and resentful and then one day you feel really um, apathetic and just sort of numb. So um, whatever words resonate, I would encourage you to write them down like on an in column and an out column. So when you're breathing in, you're um, reflecting and staying with those words of who God is. Um, as you breathe in and you can almost imagine, um, it, it's helpful to visualize like actually breathing in, like your body is being filled up, your lungs are being filled up with that truth and then breathing out what maybe even, this is such a therapist thing to say. I'm so I'll say that, but what color is it? (laughs) Um, right. Like imagining those are things that our brain, it gives us handles like to, make it become more real um so that's why it's a good question but you know if you're breathing in god's truth what does that look like that you're breathing in and then what does it look like that you're breathing out um scarcity and confusion so that would be one practice yeah with that so taking notes i would have a piece of paper you'd recommend and almost putting a column down it and saying god is Mm -hmm. and then listing off some things yep and then on the other side like breathe out Mm-hmm. So and would you recommend that they're mirrors of each other? So like God is present. I am not alone. Like God is, mm-hmm. God is abundance. Mm-hmm. He has no scarcity. Like, would you recommend them mirror or doesn't it really matter? I don't know if it matters, but okay. I love that idea. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could make it like, um, simple too. If you're like, man, what am I breathing out? I'm not sure. Um, if you go to well, what the truth is, that might help you yeah. kind of see what that flip side is. And then you have a recommended amount of time, like so within box two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. That'll allow you to cycle through. Yep. And reset that nervous system a little bit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Two minutes. That's pe- you can yeah. do that, right? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, you could. My my kids will do this sometimes, not always, but um, so it's real. It's that simple, you know played in the car when you're going from one indoor thing to the next yeah. small event. Yeah. So. So you said you had two practices. Yep. It's one breathing, box breathing. Uh-huh. Um, story. What's the second? The second is a self-compassion exercise um, that I've sort of adapted to some of the, the true story language as well. Um, Do you define self-compassion? Is that part of what you're about to do? <laughs> yes, okay, it is. Good. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. So honestly, these are what would be the three steps to practice self-compassion. So, um, and what this does, what self-compassion does, or just expressing compassion is, um, I always explain it as like aligning to the spirit's voice. Mm -hmm. Like God is the one who is compassionate. Um, and so by aligning to hearing what the Holy spirit would say in this moment, Right? We're, we're moving away from shame and fear and we're entering into 
um, the goodness of who God is. There's this just never ending compassion. Um, so the first step is to acknowledge reality. Um, and these steps are really simple, um, and they're short. So this too will be really short practice. Um, and I would also offer to say it out loud. So, um, you'll find something, um, to express reality like, um, right now is overwhelming that simple right like right now is overwhelming um right now things are changing that causes stress um it's disorienting you know that's true so you're acknowledging what's real so you're being honest Um, instead of saying i'm fine or saying um you're also not really like over exaggerating it like you're not saying we're all gonna die right like um whether that's true or not the it's over exaggerated so it's just what's honest about right this moment so that's the first step um the second step is um to practice uh common humanity which is um that togetherness and this is something that is so aligned with um what and who God has made us to be, which is relational um, in community. So um, stating like, I'm not alone in this, right? I'm, um, I'm one of thousands, millions of parents who have their kids home right now. Yeah. And we're all, all of us worldwide, countrywide, statewide, citywide, we're all doing this together. Um, so it's acknowledging that I'm not the only one who's suffering right now or in the middle of this hard thing. Um, and uh, whether the suffering looks different, and it does, right, from one person where it means livelihood, it means bills aren't paid, it means I don't have a place to go, it, it, you know, versus I have to stay home with my kids. Like, those things are different, but they're, they're both impact. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have in common that we're doing together. Um, and then the third thing is um, presence. So it's it's um, offering uh, an expression of like I'm I'm gonna show up right now. I'm here. Um, so again, really simple. Um, I I think this part is done really well um, and really effectively when you are with other people okay. um, and. There's a physicality to it, which is totally counter, you know, all of the things going on right now. So you you can adapt it to what makes sense and what's safe and healthy for everybody. But um, you're you're showing a sign physically, a gesture of presence. So um, whether you're putting your hand, you know, on your on your heart Mm -hmm. um, and you're feeling that warmth and you're saying like, I'm I can show up. Because God's in control, I can show up, right? Like, and that's the truth. This isn't just about us, like, mustering up enough, like, goodness, right? We we have the source of goodness. And so that's why I get to show up and am invited to participate in this. But that physical gesture also resets a lot of what's happening in your body, um, the, the overwhelm, the anxiety. So 
Um, so it's not just like an extra thing. That's like an actual really important. It's part a really important part. Yes. Yeah. That is the thing. Yeah. If anything yeah. is that actual physical sign. Sometimes it's like, like even just putting your hand on your knee and like squeezing your knee or you give yourself a hug. My kids like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways, obviously holding hands is not something we're supposed to do right now. So, um, you could do that and then everyone gets a shot of hand sanitizer. I don't know. Um, but there is even, even if you're not physically like, um, touching each other during this, there's something that happens. It's like, Hey, we're all here together. Um, and you're really acknowledging like your body. Um, that's an important part of settling the anxiety. So just to walk through without a way this could work. Like, so mm-hmm. let's say I'm on my drive home. Yep. Um, we leave this, we've both gotten new information, even as we talked before and like mm-hmm. there's stuff going on and then you realize you're walking into a situation you're going to be going back home where I have three kids yep. who have all been with their mom for the entirety of the day when that wasn't planned two days ago, that wasn't the plan. So there's not also, right. So knowing you're walking into that then, which is also going to be fun, even if they just want to all play with me, like I'm not coming out of a place of play at that point. Right. Right. So like going in, do you want to admit the situation? Like this is the reality. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is what it is in the world right now mm-hmm. um, like yes this is i am feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. and i'm going to carry that into the next space yeah if i'm not paying attention yeah um two like i feel like there's a the common humanity i'm not the only dad or the only human being about to have to switch worlds from everything where it's all completely destabilized in my work environment, mm-hmm. and now it's about to be different and destabilized at home too. But I'm not the only one working through that. Right? They get, that my neighbor's doing that. He works for Amazon, and yep. goodness gracious, he's in Oof. the house right now, right? Yep. And then the wife's homeschooling, like yep. and the other family. Like mm-hmm. we're all going through this together. So this yep. sense, we're all trying to do the best we can with what mm-hmm. we have. Yep. But that, like, even that, uh, but I'm going to make a commitment to be present right now. And so, like, putting my hand on my chest before mm-hmm. I even hit the garage door open, I can yep. just solo and just saying all right, God is great. He's in control. Like, and so I can be present right now because he's present with me. Yep. Hit the garage door. Like that would be an example of what you just talked about, correct? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Now you can text me in 20 minutes and ask if I did it. (laughs) I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's not like a, it's not some kind of cure all. Right. And that's always what I think we always want, but we, we already know what that is. (laughs) I think. Um, so, this is uh, their practices of becoming present. So it's like a, I gotta realign and get back to the present moment and then move forward. And that's what will help your brain and your soul um, reset and, and be able to actually hold more space um, to tolerate the level of stress that's going on around us. It will create resilience. Um, and I think that's really powerful that God has given us that resource and the way that he's created our minds and our brains and our bodies and our hearts that if we become present, our body, our mind, our soul, we're able to enter in to the moment mm-hmm. totally differently. Um, so like he in- increases our capacity uh, for stress like in- and we're super resilient. He's made us that way. Um, we can tap into that when we're present. Um, so yeah, there's it's good I stuff. Questions I could ask, but that'll be, we'll have tons of time to record these things because we're two people, not 10. Uh, 
One last question for you coming out of this. So people are going to have a lot more time because yep. a lot of things getting canceled. There's no school you yep. know, practices. There's no all those things that take up a lot of time. So there might be more time to look at resources. And so say somebody's like, hey, that's real. this is making a lot of sense, that mindfulness or even that self-awareness, the self like, mm-hmm. or the discipline of slowing down and being present with myself to know what, how can I even answer, how am I feeling, yep. all those, th- that's, which is just a wide variety of things. Totally. Um, what would be two resources that if you were to encourage people to listen, they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I got time and Amazon's still delivery. <laughs> or I got time and the internet still works. Right. Um, what would you direct them to if they wanted to read more? Or uh, you said this is two of a bunch of practices. Where would you direct them? What would I type into the search bar? Yeah. Yeah, like um, mindfulness practices. Um, you'll get a ton of stuff. Um, I, I would... Um, suggest um there's a ton of really good practices that are more gospel oriented in um because you're going to find all sorts of stuff in that sort of broad search um but um is emotionally healthy spirituality um that book by peter's i can never say his last name something so emotionally healthy spirituality there's a really practical um, step-by-step okay. breathing, um, different like uh, slowing down practices in there that are awesome. Great. A lot about emotional awareness and that, that type of thing. Um, so I would suggest that as a, a, would be a great read if this is resonating. Um, uh, Mike Foster mm-hmm. also has a podcast. Um, he's a counselor um, and does sort of, um, he does mindfulness practices on his podcast uh, that you can just listen to they're like guided meditations i I can in a second (laughs) (laughs) to to be um determined i have instagram deleted from my phone okay which is part of my practice of slowing down (laughs) yeah i can look on my podcasts there we go which is faster uh fun therapy is the name of his podcast. Mike Tyson came up before Mike Foster for me, so. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Don't go to that podcast. I mean, you could, I guess. Yeah, so Fun Therapy by Mike Foster is a really good listen. Um, yeah. Sweet. Thanks for spending the time. Yep. Cool. Uh, I didn't take this far into the podcast. Do you have anything you want to say at the end of it? Nope. All right, we're done. Okay, see ya.